began to speak to Cornelius and the other ten members. I truly understand that God has no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him is acceptable to him. You know the message he sent to the people of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That message spread throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism of John the Baptist. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with 
Christ the first fruits, then of his coming, those who belong to Christ. Then comes the end, when he hands over the kingdom to God the Father, after he has destroyed every ruler and every authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thank <laughs> you. 
when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified, and on the third day, rise again. Then they remembered his words, and turning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now, it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, mother, James, and the other women with them, who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home, amazed at what had happened. The Gospel of the Lord. He was preparing for a bone marrow transplant. 
He awoke early that morning. It reminded me a bit of the passage read from Luke. The women come to the tomb early in the morning. Sometimes it's early in the morning or in the dead of night that all of these questions come up for us. And it was early in the morning on Easter Day, and we realized that in the past we had always been with the congregation, preaching and encouraging them to live a Christian life, and especially as they gave acclamation to the risen Christ. He wrote this, Celebrating Easter alone in a hospital room was a sobering experience. Rather than, than delivering a sermon to inspire our congregation to live a victorious Christian life, I was in a hospital bed, pondering the truth of the message that I had been preaching for 19 years. I reached within and asked myself, did I really believe what I had been preaching, or was I merely echoing back a hope that I had heard? And then he goes on to write this, when you stand at the door of the unknown, you want to know beyond doubt that there really was an empty tomb. You want to know that while it is still dark, the hope is really true. Well, I don't know about you, but I resonate with that. I think we all have doubts, and I believe that doubt is the beginning of believing. I think it's in asking the questions and wondering that we really grow deeper in our faith. And I know that for many of us this is true, but I think we are surprised to realize that it was probably true for the disciples as well. The account we have of the resurrection of the moon gives just the very essentials. It begins at dawn as the women go to the tomb to prepare Jesus' body for a proper burial. Uh, you'll recall that when they took him down from the cross, it was approaching, approaching the uh, Sabbath day, so they didn't have much time to properly prepare the body. So the women come early in the morning on what we would call Sunday with all the spices that they're going to use to prepare his body. But when they get to the tomb, they are shocked to find that the stone that had sealed the tomb has been rolled away. So they go in. When they enter it and look around, they see that there is no body. It's hard to imagine how shocked they must have been, what must have gone through their minds as they surveyed that situation and realized that the body of Jesus was not there. And just then, two men in dazzling clothing appeared to them. And they were terrified, and they put their heads to the ground. I think any one of us would have been terrified with two men in dazzling clothing appeared. So it's pretty reasonable. And these men then started to talk to them. And one of them apparently said, Why are you seeking the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. And then they go on to talk to them about all the ways in which Jesus had told them and the disciples what was going to happen. Jesus had, in fact, told his disciples exactly what was going to happen to them. But for whatever reason, maybe perhaps because they had an idea of a different kind of Messiah, a Messiah that would restore Israel and would overturn the Romans, but this Messiah that was suffered and then resurrected, I'm not sure they even got to the part. They just could not believe it. They couldn't hear it. Well, as the women heard that, and then they realized, yes, he did hear Jesus say that, they 
And as he continues to teach to them, they take it in and they marvel at that. Well, they walk along, they're continuing on their way to Emmaus, and apparently Jesus looked like he was going to go on beyond them. And apparently they also enjoyed the conversation so much, they invite him to go with them, perhaps to one of their homes. And while they're sitting at table, preparing to eat, Jesus takes the bread, he blesses the bread, he breaks it, and he gives it to them. And they were amazed. It says their eyes were opened. They realized that it was Jesus as they saw him breaking the bread. Jesus then disappears from them. And these two run back to Jerusalem. And they tell the rest, we saw Jesus. And we knew it was him. We knew it because we saw him breaking the bread. Well, I think it's important for us to see that this encounter with disciples was so important in terms of them having a real awareness of what had happened to Jesus. So for them to be able to believe, for me, the most compelling evidence of the resurrection is the way the disciples were changed from that small group who were gathered who were so frightened. And in one place in Scripture it said that they locked the door because they were so afraid of the authorities. They went from being so scared that they could not even do anything after the, after the crucifixion, to suddenly become these brave people who gave their lives literally in order to found the church, the church of which we are a part today. I think that is the clearest evidence that Jesus did indeed rise from the dead. And it was their encounter with the living Christ that made the difference in terms of their religion. Well, in a few moments, we will gather around this altar, and we will celebrate the presence of Christ with us. And when we come here, whether you are here every Sunday, or if you are here today as a first-time visitor, or if you come from another tradition, and especially if you come from no tradition at all, you are welcome here. You are welcome to join with us, gathered around this altar, as we break bread together. And in the breaking of the bread, we will experience the living Christ. Amen.
Jackson Dallas Road with these two. The third announcement for children is if you have been collecting coins for the Mariano School in your little white box, during the anthem when the plate is being kept, the children may come and put their box in this white box. And at the very end of the offering, when we thank God and we bless our offerings, we'll be blessing this and then this will go off. Got that eggs, daffodils, my box. <laughs> Walk in love as Christ loves us and gave himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God.
right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. But chiefly are we bound to praise you for the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. For he is the true Paschal Lamb, who was sacrificed for us and has taken away the sin of the world. By his death, he has destroyed death. And by his rising to life again, he has won for us everlasting life. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Father, 
know your good work, to do God's will, working in you that which is well pleasing in God's sight. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you this day and always. Amen. <laughs>